trips. I do that a lot. Like parties and stuff. I realize I've been recording an episode. <laughs> and we are officially recording now, an episode oh, right yeah. now. That's that's how it works. Right now. Awesome. Oh, hi there. Welcome back to the Wednesday Morning Surf Report, the podcast that answers tomorrow's questions today. I am, as always, one of your hosts. I'm Rick Larson. And with me, as always, is my illustrious other host, Jeff Cardello. Jeff, how's uh, things going? Um, pretty well. Just breaking my diet, drinking a Coca-Cola here. Whoa. For the listeners at home, I'm drinking a Coke, which is very unusual. Yeah, I had <laughs> a Sprite like three weeks ago, and okay. that's the most soda I've had yeah. in over a year. I have like four sodas a year, so I'm, this is uh, the first soda of 2016. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Well, uh, enjoy. It has Santa on it. It so is. It's joyous. It's either a little late or very, very early. Yeah. I mean, so. every day is Christmas when you're living my life. That's, really. That's a good way to, good way to think about it. Hey, Jeff, did you know that we had a guest tonight? Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's introduce him. He's a uh, comedian out of Phoenix, uh, an improviser, and an athlete. It's Jack Galvin. How are we doing? Good. Uh, Jack, what's one thing you'd like the world to know about you? Um, I, uh, state champion bowler. Nice. Actually, oh, wow. nice. yes, that is, yeah. that is a true, true statement. So I am... Uh, really go with ladies, okay. Yeah, because of that, yeah. and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and I've had like, oh, six cokes today. So wow, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. So maybe there's a correlation between being a good bowler and drinking cokes. Yeah, uh, drinking a lot. Maybe of- that's what I'm not doing because I'm terrible at bowling. What well, nachos too? Nachos help. Okay. You gotta eat a lot of fried food. Helps get your fingers nice and uh, greasy. A lot of fried food. My my oldest son took bowling as a distance learning PE credit in high school. And so we would go every Saturday afternoon because the. uh, What was the bowling alley uh, across state lines? I mean, what is this distance? (laughs) It was just. It was just like he didn't have to go into a classroom. He would just. uh, We would scan his. his, they can print out your scores at the end, and you take yeah. that and you send it into the school, and they're like, "Okay, you bowled this week," and you do that, and then he had to write like a paper about bowling, and a, another paper about health, and then he got because those because those two are related, yeah. health and bowling are <laughs> we always went, very close and we similar. Saturday afternoon, because I don't know if they do this every summer, but that year they had a special where you could pay fifteen dollars and have unlimited bowling for two hours. And all-you-can-eat pizza. Health. Yeah. <laughs> health. So he... he, he yeah. health. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't get that option in high school. I didn't get the bowling well, option. Yeah. I bowled every weekend, but I, I didn't get a credit didn't for it, know, though. Yeah, you didn't know you could <laughs> get credit for it. I wouldn't be surprised if it had existed then, because I feel like it was a possibility when I was in high school, but I never availed myself of it. I learned, like, going into junior year that my district accepted business classes in like you could take PE or business or like that it's just this weird jumble of alternatives and so I I avoided taking PE 
I, I didn't avoid that. No, I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't now. I'm actually paying yeah. a whole bunch of money <laughs> to, have, to go to a gym, but I think I had that traumatic like junior high PE experience where like you have a locker room and showers for the yeah. first time, and nobody will go in the shower. They just yeah. go and stink up the school yeah. the rest of the yeah. day. But just the idea of changing pants in front of other people... That was terrified, fifteen-year-old yeah. me. I I never, yeah, I never took a shower in high school PE, uh-huh. n- nor did I ever wash my gym clothes. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't. I, I was pretty heavy uh-huh. in high school. Even though I was a good athlete, I was still heavy. So yeah, I, I didn't want to take my clothes off. Yeah, and, uh-huh. and I never used the bathroom at at that school. I was, what was it chip break from American uh-huh. Pie? That was me, literally in high school. I yeah. terrified of using the restroom. I would go out of my way to do anything not to. But there was one day, um, my senior year, I had to catch up a little bit and make up some credits. So I took night classes because they were, it was cheaper than summer school and it was cheaper than the distance learning. It was cheap. So I would get on a bus and go to the technical school and I took like banking and finance and I took art and I I think I took something else. I took art twice. Um, but it was this long ride on the city bus. And one day, I really, really had to go to the bathroom. And it was serious. I had to, I had to do a number two. And got to the school and like was to the point where my face was all flushed and I was sweating. And I'm like, I'm not going to make it. Uh, and ran past somebody like, which way is the bathroom? Because I had never used it. I didn't know where it was. And I went in there. And swear to God, there were no doors on any of the stalls. They had been taken off, removed. I don't know what happened to them, but I just about had a heart attack and died. And I took like the fastest poop anyone has ever taken and got out of there before anybody could tell that I had been there. Because all if somebody walked by, there was no door. And yeah, that was tr- that's that was, a lot of schools. That was I don't understand stress. it. Stress. Oh, you're man. taking off a door and you can easily just look over. I mean, what, are, what, are we, what are we hiding here? <laughs> Put a here? curtain you know up. I mean? a, like something. A tarp. I mean, what? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I never got that. What? It drove me crazy. What did? I can't. So and that's the deal with school bathrooms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're gonna pick our real topic. Yeah. Normally, I, I think that might be my first poop story that I've told in the entire okay. run of the podcast. So, I'm glad I was here for you. Yeah, it. yeah. It's, a, it's a special episode. Special, a very special Very episode. special message. All right, we're going to have uh, Jack pick our question and read it to you guys. What is the deal with flying? What is the deal with flying? What is the deal with flying? Oh. What kind of flying are we talking about here? Uh, any any kind. Like I would want to fly if that was like a special power, like a superpower. That, that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that's the one I would. I, I think I would want. I even I even watching like Superman movies because I am terribly afraid of heights. <coughs> even more so, I would say than public bathrooms. Um, watching like a Superman movie, where a, it's obviously not real, and b. He can fly. I still get really nervous seeing him like hover. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. 
cough break. We're yeah. gonna we'll edit that. Out. <laughs> We're gonna put dolphin sounds. Dolphin <laughs> noises over that. Yeah. Anything we edit out, we cover with dolphin. He's noises. really getting upset already, just talking about flying. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's not my case. I, I I that's like my favorite dream is to fly. Uh huh. People think yeah. invis- invisibility would be the f- number one, but that's not it. I feel invisibility like- is for creeps who want to lurk. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I- like flying, you're doing good. You're like gonna fly in and help people. You're going. Yes. It's it's more good natured. Well, I've had for years um, a special type of invisibility where I can't be seen by bartenders. Okay. For the <laughs> longest time. And I don't like that. I don't like. And you're like, like you are a tall man, six four, right? Yeah, at least, yeah. I'll just go up there and they'll just walk past me, and hmm, yeah. I don't know if I exude an air of a non-tipper, but it's uh, just just because you're a guy. It's 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 unfortunate. There's there's probably something. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you got to go stand at least next to a hot girl, and then hope that she already has a drink. And then maybe flag them down, or yeah, yeah, or you just, or you ask her to buy you a drink. Yeah, hey. <laughs> here's twenty. So get yourself one, <laughs> and can I have a Bud Light, please? Yeah, yeah. I like I often get ignored by bartenders as well, and usually what happens is the most drunk, obnoxious person at the at the bar then decides to become my ally. So it turns into this really uh, awkward social situation where this really loud belligerent person is trying to get a drink for me on my behalf and is trying uh-huh. to coach me to be a better bar patron like hey man you just you need to get his attention <laughs> you need to get up there so yeah i mean there there are people at bars who will try to help you but usually it doesn't uh work out that well no not at all that that reminds <laughs> me of a very specific instance of like a very drunk obnoxious person in a bar um probably 15 maybe going on 20 years ago i saw elvez in a little in a little bar and there was this guy who was like super super drunk and recognized elvez from like his previous uh uh alter ego as like whatever punk rock band he was in and he stood right at the edge of the stage and kept trying like he was trying to interview the guy in the middle of the show and and he had all these comebacks to like silence hecklers and was a very was very professional about it but um right before the show had started this drunk i maybe should have started with this part had like struck up a conversation with me and this couple who were there and i didn't know them they didn't know me i didn't we didn't neither none of the three of us knew him so it was this whole thing but somehow when he was like trying to interrupt the show the bar staff like came to us and they're like, you need to take care of your friend. And I'm like, I have no idea who this guy even is. <laughs> this is a complete stranger. And, but I did, I was like, okay, maybe let's sit down for a minute and, and uh, enjoy the show. And he sat down for maybe like 30 seconds and then he was right back up. And, mm-hmm. and then I think he got kicked out and I was like, I just want to reiterate that I do not know him. <laughs> came in a separate car Blah blah blah. It's and, a nice guy syndrome. Yeah, you're the nice yeah. guy, so you're like, okay, I'll I'll try to help this guy out. Yeah, yeah. I do, that happens to me all the time, <laughs> all the time. And we're big guys; we should be able to take care of these guys and just <laughs> send them out the door. 
Yeah. That's what, yeah. You, that's what we should be able to do. We're like, oh, I'll take care of him. I'll throw him out. Instead, yeah. we're like, no, he's, I got it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, have any of you ever been kicked out of a bar? I feel like there, there, there are people who have been kicked out of bars who are very definite personality type, perhaps. I did, but it was because I had food poisoning. And okay. I got sick at the bar, and they're like, "Okay, you know, they're that's like, taken they as a sign you... of being drunk." So yeah. They made me okay. Leave. Yeah. I got kicked out of a bar once, but it was not. Wasn't because I was doing anything wrong. At least uh-huh. that's my argument. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were at a bar in Phoenix, and this is, I don't know, about 10 years ago, and I was there with my ex-wife okay. and her friends. We used to play a lot of softball, so we'd go over, and uh, and after softball, we'd go eat and drink, and we were already been drinking all day, so it was, you know, we're, we're feeling good. Okay? Sure, sure. And it's like 9 o'clock at the bar, so it's still not quite like, you know, you can do whatever you want yet. There's still families there and stuff, but the yeah. girls start making out. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Which is a fantastic thing. So we're we're loving life. And uh, the the manager comes over and says, you know what? They can't do that anymore. Or you guys are going to have to leave. Well, I I have no control over them. There's a reason that she's my (laughs) ex-wife. You know what I mean? And uh, so eventually they keep doing it. And I'm I'm Mm -hmm. 6'4", 290. Okay. At the time, probably not the same. It's 280, 290. And the bar, the, the bouncer comes over and literally picks me up like I'm nothing. Oh, wow. And hurls me out of the bar. Which is a form of flying. Which yeah. is a form of flying. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and it felt good for like three seconds. <laughs> and then I hit the ground pretty hard. And yeah, that was yeah. the one time I got kicked out of the bar. It was fantastic. Okay, we're, we're back from a little uh, technical difficulty. So... Uh, we were talking about being kicked out of places. And the pigeon landed on the satellite. And yeah, there was yeah. Uh, maybe some sort of uh, solar flare yeah. or uh, perhaps uh, something from the uh, other world. The, uh, the, I was going to say the Van Allen belt because I love saying the Van Allen belt. One of the best belts. Yeah. My, my yeah. favorite belt. It's always, uh, it always makes me think of like a... 50s science fiction movie. They were definitely much more invested in the Van Allen belt than I think people are today. I like the pigeon theory because we're talking about flying. So. Oh, oh okay. yeah. You know, I, I think that's what happened. Yeah. So, um, so speaking of flying, as a accomplished bowler, I mean, did you fly across country to go to bowling tournaments? Um, I, I flew a few times to Vegas to bowl in, in some big Ooh. tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, the highlight of my career. Okay. <laughs> no, it, was, it was like Kingpin, you know, just living the dream. Okay. Yeah. Going to Vegas at 16 years old <laughs> and bowling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause there's oh so much to do in Vegas when you're 16 yeah. years old. But that's where the huge bowling alleys are, and that's so, where the, yeah, the money took yeah, me. That's... So I mean, how did you find bowling, or did bowling find you? Oh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, my grandmother taught me how to bowl when I was like 12. Oh, that's great. And uh, she's she was really good at it. She actually bowled until she was 80. Wow. Yeah, oh, she, nice. she, she quit six years ago, and we, I still talk to her. When I, when I talk to her about every other week, 
because um, I'm close with her. Uh, we talk about bowling a lot of the time because she still watches it repetitively. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. she loves it. So, yeah, so she taught me when I was young. And I played baseball my whole life, and I got, just got tired of um, the team and the, the politics behind a lot of sports out here. Oh, sure. And I just wanted to do something that uh, it was just me. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I got into it and uh, helped pay for a couple years of college. That was that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Can't so, beat yeah. that. So, so what was the uh, the transition from accomplished bowler to accomplished comedian? Like fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. I stopped bowling early. I, I, comedy is something that's uh, fairly new to me. I've only been doing it a little over a year. Oh wow! wow. Still the same basic principle: set them up, knock them down. Knock wow. them down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's been going. It's been going really well, and. Uh, the story of me actually getting into comedy is is isn't a, a cheery one. Okay. But, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if we want to keep it they cheery. They never are. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I don't know if you guys want to go oh. down that hole. It's a pretty. It, it's it's part of my like when I send out stuff for comedy, it's it's in my bio. Oh, okay. Something that's yeah. really important to me, even though it is dark. I still talk about it quite a bit. Sure. But my sure. uh, my dad always wanted me. He always thought that this is was going to be my path. Uh-huh. Even though I wanted to be so many other things than this, he mm-hmm. just always said this is going to be it. This is what you should do. And he always wanted to do it and never did it. And two years yeah. ago, I lost him oh, to okay. suicide. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and man. so it was pretty uh, traumatic. And I mm-hmm. kind of told myself that, you know what? Everybody's told me I should do this. I kind of feel like I want to do it. Yeah. And I'm not going to. And I, you know, I don't want, I want my son to see that, you know, mm-hmm. you can go off and do something. You know, you take the chance. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be 50 and look back and be like, why didn't I do this, you know? Yeah. And then uh, a friend of mine kind of pushed me to start taking classes, and it's been a ride, man. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah, that's really cool. It's been a fun. I mean, it's, it's gone really well fast, but we work, we work really hard, though, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, sorry to. No, it's like, hey, no. <laughs> we like to get down on this podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cry though. That's good. It's not Mark Maron's yeah. podcast. I didn't. I didn't start crying yeah, yeah. yet. So that's good. That's I mean, what, what's laughter without <laughs> sadness, right? And that's what I'm, that's kind of what my comedy's about. I I, I wear bright colors. I uh, I wear like on Saturday on my show. I wore a hot pink uh, polo shirt and I wear like bright colors because I'm trying to bring a little bit more of a light to comedy. Yeah, that's than the great. dark yeah. side, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's 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 who I am though. Too, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I do think there is a, a, I don't want to say faction or anything like that, but I think there's a stereotype or there's a certain type of person that gets into comedy because they like to make fun of people or they attack people. Yeah. And uh, I just don't think that's, that's not really what I get out of it. Yeah. And, you know, same with me. I don't like comedy that's, like, mean-spirited or is at the, uh, uh, you know, expense of, of, of others. Oh, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I love comics that are, you know, I consider myself more clean comic. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. But I still love the comics that aren't that way. It yeah. doesn't mean that I don't love listening to it. And I, I enjoy it, but I, 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 that wasn't me. I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. If, if I did that, it wouldn't come off genuine. I guess, right. you know, right. I, 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 you know, so, yeah, so I try to go make people laugh and make fun of myself, <laughs> tell stories people can relate to, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I feel that way. Like I, you mentioned Mark Maron, and I love Mark Maron, but I definitely don't have that level of openness about myself. And so I like most of my uh, stand-up was never about me, really. Um, and obviously doing improv is always a character or character is a right. veiled version of me. Because you still like to put like sneak those little things in, but you're obviously you're playing a character or a persona. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I talk a lot about... I talk a lot about experiences that I have on, on mm-hmm. you know, in my life. So I do talk about myself, but yeah, it's not in the Mark Maron way. Yeah. First of all, I'm not as intelligent as Mark Maron, so I can't, <laughs> I can't bring it like he can. But, yeah. um, but I, I also don't. I feel like he he does it in more of an angry way sometimes. Yeah, and, and yeah. I and, and I, I try to and I try to bring part light of his, to things. Yeah, that's, that's his, part like, of his personality. That's so, him yeah. too, you know. So yeah. and I, and I love Mark Maron. Nothing against him, but yeah. That's, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that that I think it's good to 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 have joy in your comedy, like because I mean, there's so much darkness in this world. Like, why you know why add more to it? Yeah. No, hundred percent. I mean, that's why I used to go to comedy shows is because I wanted to get away. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. and and laugh and have fun. Uh, Mike Birbiglia is probably one of my favorite comics. Yeah. of all time. I've, yeah, yeah, I've seen him perform too. a couple of times. I think he's amazing. Like. So funny. Well, he's a storyteller, and that's what I am gearing toward. I tell oh. stories, and um, and I, I think he tells a story better than anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does one-man shows. I mean, that's yeah. what, you know, yeah. that, that's 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 the pinnacle for me. I feel like it would be to do like a one-man show. Yeah, and, that would um, be pretty awesome. Yeah, it would be it would be great. In fl- or in a plane flying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or in <laughs> a place that. that you yeah, would have <laughs> to fly to. Yeah, yeah, flying in the future. That's the that's the that's the goal. Start racking up those miles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Although it's not as great as it used to be. Flying used to be fun. Oh yeah. Remember when, when you were kids and you go like get there early. And My dad flew a lot, so he had he was oh, like okay. Delta Crown room. We'd go and oh nice and drink oh. in there and yeah. I'd have my Sprite and get to eat peanuts and hang out. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely definitely is a lot more fun when you're a kid and you're not responsible for anything, like yeah. But I I, I work with a lot of people who fly like constantly, like gold status or platinum status or whatever that best status is, and they're like the first one. It doesn't happen that often, but they are like the first one in line. If a first class comes open, That's they're going to get yeah. the upgrade. And that kind of thing. And uh, it's still, I do it infrequently enough that it still feels like a big deal when you're a kid. And I'm going to go be on an airplane. Oh, yeah. Have you ever flown first class? I have not. No? I have not, yeah. Nor have I. No. Yeah. One time when I was 12. Oh, nice. My parents put me on a, uh, my sister as well, who's Uh younger than me. She was eight uh, because we were flying by ourselves first class. And we had to do an emergency landing. Oh wow! Oh we, my we went, god! And went out of Chicago. Uh huh. And we, we we I think we just reached cruising altitude, and then you know he he came on and said we're gonna one of the engines is failing we're gonna have to turn this thing around, and land it. I mean the runway lined. With, oh man! I mean yeah, and I still love to fly. Wow! Yeah, that's yeah, like my be, nightmare be come true. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I've, no, I've not had an experience similar to that. I, I, I wonder how it's it's very strange for being as like afraid of heights as I am that I have mm. very little very little fear of flying in an airplane. Yeah, because it feels like you're inside, like you're you're just in in a room with weird low ceilings. I don't feel like. I think the fear of heights comes when you're actually looking over something and seeing yeah. where you could fall to. Or even just even just like a full, like a lot of those observation decks have the full window that goes all the way to the floor. That'll that'll get me. But normal, and then I've told this story before too. I'm okay as long as there aren't people behind me. Like I don't want to be between somebody else and the window because I feel like they could bump me or try to joke around and push me and I'll actually fly out the window. Like it's not a rational fear by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But I can remember being at the Sears Tower in Chicago and walking around the observation deck and getting like a surge of anxiety anytime somebody would be closer to the wall than I was. So like the second time around, I went with my son, and the second time around, I walked actually touching the wall the entire time. It's just to put you at ease. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never done that. I haven't done yeah. that there yet. Chicago's a fun place. It's pretty neat, yeah. You from Chicago? Um, I was originally born in Elgin. Okay. Which I know, is, I know where Elgin yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, I guess west of the city. But I, lived Gen- I lived in Geneva. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. for a while I was born in Moline. Oh, okay. In Quad Cities down there. Yeah, I have some good friends down there. There used to be a Quad Cities style pizza place in uh, yeah in town here. But really? what, what is no, Quad, Quad Cities style pizza? Um, I, I'm not sure how to. It's definitely different from like a Chicago style. Yeah. It's not thick crust, like no. Not that? Okay. It's it's thicker than like the thin thin crust though, but it's. It's relatively thin, and I remember it was square pieces, and they had really big chunks of sausage. I only ate there maybe twice. I never. Yeah. I, I lived there till I was six months old. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh <okay. laughs> so if I start I did, dropping like street names, I just like I just that, claim you know? John Deere because that's oh, okay. where John Deere is. So I just oh, you know, okay. I'm like, hey, you know, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> what, I, that's what I claim. <laughs> you can't beat it. Yeah. So so flying. Flying. Yeah. We've all done it. Birds do it. Bees um, do it. Bees do it. This bees is true. Did yeah. you see that new thing about the bees? Did you see that thing on uh, Facebook of the guy who taught his, or his bees uh-huh. are making their, he's teaching them how to, with his marijuana plants. Oh, no. And did you see it? You I see actually it? did. I, I, for some reason, marijuana related uh, things show up in my feed. So uh, <laughs> I did see this thing of, about the uh, the bees and uh, the special honey that they uh, are <laughs> produce. producing. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's pretty wild, huh? So they they're doing all kinds of stuff now. Yeah. yeah. And those are some so some happy filter, bees. They filter right? the marijuana through the bees, and then it. No, yeah, I think yeah, the bees so. are like pollinating the, uh, the buds. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then okay. they're bringing it back to the what hive? The yeah. yeah. Make, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't work with bees, so I'm not sure yeah. how it all works. But I just saw yeah. honey and marijuana, so and the, so I clicked the, on it. Honey is the, yeah, yeah. So 
Not only does it get you stoned, but it helps decrease your allergies to local pollen yeah. and to marijuana pollen if, miss, you're, yes. if you're involved in that endeavor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, marijuana is always a fun topic, right? Honey is also the only food that doesn't spoil. Okay. This is true. This is true. Yeah. I might know more honey facts than I know yeah. marijuana facts. Marijuana is the only drug that never spoils. Oh. I just, but it probably it probably does. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know someone who's had a bag of marijuana uh, in his refrigerator for about five years, and is told that this still uh, has some some effect. Oh, okay, yeah, that's <laughs> just funny. keep it in the fridge. It's good. Right next yeah, to keep soda. You're good. Yeah, no expiration date on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never heard that one. I mean, you know, I guess any any stoner is gonna. You know, they find it in their couch. They're gonna yeah. smoke it, probably, right? It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever works. Can't let it go to waste. Yeah, <laughs> it's expensive stuff. <laughs> Talk about flying. Yeah, sometimes when you're high, you fly. That's a, yeah, that's, that's a metaphor for that for sure. Yeah, I often like a lot of my nightmares involve being on an airplane. Hmm. Um, it's definitely like a reoccurring thing where, uh, yeah, I'm just in in a plane that's in a tailspin and the whole terror of the dream is the anticipation of, um, what it's going to feel like to die. So it's a a glimpse into my, uh, (laughs) troubled brain. Yeah. my, My nightmares aren't, you know, they don't involve flying. They involve, um, like being married again. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nightmare. Like the dream that you never <laughs> got divorced. That uh, you're yeah, still and then married. I wake up on my friend's couch and I'm like, yes. Yes. Oh, so much better. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's oh, funny. Oh, I hope she doesn't hear this. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll replace that with dolphin <laughs> sounds. Yeah. yeah. Dolphin sounds? Yeah. Perfect. 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 No, I actually talk about her a lot on stage and she's cool with it. Okay. That's. Yeah. She's, she's yeah, very cool with it. The... So. Um, but yeah, that is, that, that, that is, that's, that's a real nightmare of mine. <laughs> I get along with her great. Uh-huh. Over there. I'd rather live on someone else's couch though. Okay. Uh, you know, some relationships are like that. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's yeah. all right. Like you're, right. you're a great person. I'm a great person, but we probably need some distance in between yeah. us. We're yeah. all just trying our best in this crazy world. That's in it, man. Crazy that's, it. World. that's it. That's why I'm still single and been divorced for five years. No. <laughs> I told myself, I said, you know, I don't, I, what I don't get, though, I don't get, I don't get the people that get divorced mm-hmm. and then married right away. Yeah, it seems or, like you would want to ride that out for a while. For, well, figure some stuff out. Yeah. yeah. Take, take some time. You know what I mean? Like, what? Like, didn't work about like, that. Like, literally, I've been divorced five years, and I'm like, the only thing I figured out is that. I'm probably not going to figure it out ever. Sure. And I'm okay with that. I've come to terms with it. I like couches. (laughs) Couches are comfortable. Hopefully one day it's my own couch in my own place. I'll probably still be on the couch though, but that's okay. It's all right. That's why they make futons. But yeah, I've definitely never been the person who like gets out of a relationship and then two weeks later is like dating someone again. Like I've always been a person who would take like a while, you know, sometimes a, a couple of years to get over certain things. So 
But, but I think that's yeah. the good thing to do. I mean, I, there's people that do it. I have a friend that did it. She got, she got divorced and then literally married within like six months, and they're happy. They're okay. Great. But I, yeah. I, I just see it happen so much. I saw it happen to my own parents, and I, especially when you have lots of, you know, I have friends that have kids, mm-hmm. and then they right away they marry someone with kids. That just seems so hard. You end yeah. up with, yeah, end up with all these different, and then that instant parade bunch. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have some people I know that have gone, like, done that, and they end up, like, repeating the same relationship with somebody else. And it's like, well, yeah. Because they didn't take any yeah. time to, to figure stuff out about themselves. Yeah. yeah. What went wrong? Yeah. And on the subject of figuring things out, I know I have one thing figured out. We're going to take a bit of a break. Go! <laughs> yes. And we are back from break. On the third leg, the third leg of our tour after a brief layover in St. Louis. Please yeah. stay in your seats. Yeah. St. Louis. It's a terrible place to start off there. It might be. I, uh, <laughs> it might be. I, I, I picked that one specifically because, um, when once when I flew back to Chicago, I uh, got a flight that had like a two-hour layover in St. Louis, and I remember um, I had a. This will tell you how long ago it was. I had a, a disc man that I was listening to, and I took like twelve or fifteen CDs with me, and I remember um, I had specifically set it up so that I could play this Tom Waits song that talked about breaking down in East St. Louis um, while I was waiting in St. Louis. And I, sure enough, I played that song, and then the batteries died. And I'm like, well, now I have an hour and 55 minutes in St. Louis in the airport. So I haven't seen any of the city. haven't seen the famous arch or the ballpark or anything other than like a... Uh, like a what's his name? A Sammy Hagar Margarita restaurant, and the uh, and I think I was no, I was barely old enough to drink when this happened. I was gonna say that I wasn't, but I I barely was. And then I sat in the like in the whatever that area is called where you wait for the door to open and they let you on your plane terminal. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I just said that because I'm just not I'm a baseball fan. And I like the Reds, and uh, oh, okay. which means you don't like the Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals. Okay, so that, that, makes that, sense. that was where yeah. I was going with that. Oh, I'm gotcha. glad you got to have that yeah. one of those. One of those, yeah. <laughs> as, with your as fascinating <laughs> as it was, yeah. With your disc um, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite airport to have a layover in is the uh, Dallas uh, Fort Worth airport. Oh yeah, just because they have. Um, a display it's kind of like the museum of banned items um, where they have cans of like exotic bush meat that's illegal to transport they have oh, okay. uh, boots made out of various endangered uh, species hides so if you're oh, ever wow. at the Dallas Fort Worth airport check it out check you won't out. you won't be disappointed that's my tip of the day I'm just picturing like um, cowboy boots that are black and white like a panda. Okay. <laughs> I, I just have one one word stuck out. I just heard bush meat. That's all I heard. And I'm just kind of... Uh-huh. Yeah. 
I think I've heard that term <laughs> before, <laughs> but I don't actually know what it means. I feel like this is the first time those two words together have ever been spoken by me, so uh-huh. hopefully this will be the only time I have yeah. to say <laughs> those two words. Yeah. And I feel bad that that's the, what I got out of that whole thing was bushmeat. But hey, I'm glad we got bushmeat up. I said it again out yeah, of there. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. I make things happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make them say it again. Which reminds me of the uh, that sport, the sports store Cabela's. Yes. Yeah. They have a cafe in there. Well, it's not bush meat, but it's more of like forest meat of various yeah. Uh, yeah. animals, deer, elk, buffalo, buffalo. Um, and a lot of different proteins. Yeah. This is not an endorsement, by the way. Yeah, I have uh, a lot of my um, former neighbors used to be um, hunters. In fact, we still have a couple that are, that are avid avid bow hunters that live on our street and one of them brought over um some elk meat for us one year and we cooked it and they made elk jerky and uh i think they gave us some ground elk and it's kind of similar to like ground beef like hamburger but elk must just be like ripped the the ripped the arnold schwarzenegger the vin diesels of the animal kingdom because there is no fat Really? No fat on them at all. Yeah, I never had elk. I'm not much. I, yeah. I don't know a lot of hunters. I'm not a yeah. I'm not a huge carnivore, but it's hard for me to uh, to turn down food when it's offered to me, especially in the jerky form. I do like jerky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. but that's cool that they bow hunt. I feel like that's the one kind of hunting that I'm like kind of. Okay it seems with. like yeah. It seems like you're, you're out there with a bow. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, because if I went out with a bow, no one would be in in, in harm's way. Well, at you, all. yeah, you hear it and you think like like the movies, the little stick with the string, and but no, those bows are like these huge things with pulleys and weights, and you pull it back, and that thing shoots out like a bullet. That's true. But still, you know, more more power to you. I went hunting one time, uh-huh. Canada. Oh, okay. Duck hunting. Ah. Yeah, and uh, a lot different than the game. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but it was fun. I, 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 so I, the consequences I, are a lot worse if you shoot the dog. <laughs> yes. It was just cold, and uh-huh. I, I think I killed, I think I shot maybe like four. No. Oh, but, okay. but we gave them to, the, we had them uh, defeathered and stripped and given to the oh. homeless, so I, was, I felt all right about it. Okay. okay. But we had, uh, we were on an Indian reservation out there. And we were terrible shots. We weren't doing well at all. Sure. And then the guide that we had came uh-huh. out with this shotgun. I mean, this thing had duct tape wrapped around it. Uh-huh. I mean, it was it was questionable what was about to happen. <laughs> sure, sure. And the, and, the, the, and the dude just like, I don't know, just went crazy and shot like six, like in a row. Oh, wow. I'm exaggerating because he only put three bullets in his gun at a time. But, okay. but it felt like six. He found, he found like a bunch six. of ducks that were lined up single file. And I had like this brand new gun that's like never been used. And, mm-hmm. and his like, looks, looks like he just found it on the ground. And yeah. and, and, and I felt it was, it was degrading a little bit. It felt like less of a man. <laughs> but... Uh, my hunting story. Then you took him bowling, and you're like, I took him "Take bowling. that, <laughs> asshole!" <laughs> yes, that's that's what I do when I want to show my manliness. I go, "You guys want to go bowling? Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's do this real let's, fast." Yeah, knock of, that yeah. out. Yeah, a lot of ladies, a lot of ladies. 
Yeah, I uh, I haven't been hunting. I've been fishing a few times, but never seriously. Never like have I been like disappointed that I didn't catch anything. <laughs> it's like I'm just sitting out here on a rowboat. I'm I wouldn't even need all of this tackle. Just give me a book. <laughs> I would be just as happy. Yeah, when I go fishing, people always laugh at me because the first thing I say is, well, "Where's the little?" The little bobber thing that's gonna they're like no no we're gonna really fish. Oh, is that not a real fishing thing? I, I guess real fishing would probably be fly fishing. Not oh, even fly yeah. fishing, but just like when you go out, you're using lures and you're uh-huh. using a technique oh. to, to flipping the rod, so you're oh, wow. mimicking like little fish or minnows or whatever. Oh wow! But yeah. that to me is way more work than I want to do. I just want to sit yeah. there and watch the thing go up or down. That's yeah, yeah, just a bobber, and a, a hook yeah. with a, it. a night crawler on it. That's all you need. Yeah, but if you go with real fishermen, and you say yeah. that they're gonna give you, we, they're gonna get ragged on the whole yeah. weekend. Yeah, we used to fish a lot when we were kids because they had a kind of an exemption where kids didn't need fishing licenses. Okay. So my dad would buy like toy fishing poles and take his too. And then set him up, and if anybody came and like wanted to see his fishing license, he'd be like, "Oh, it's the kids. I'm just sitting over here reading the paper." So that was that's most of my fishing experience. So I mean, like toy fishing poles were these like operable, or was there like a fake like plastic fish? Like they really worked. They were just shorter, and I think mine had Snoopy on it. Okay. I remember very specifically having Snoop, a Snoopy fishing My pole. My son has one, had one uh, Spider-Man, so yeah, they're out okay. there. Yeah, yeah. They're just smaller. Okay. They work. Yeah. You can catch anything with anything. You know, you can have a string with a hook on it. Yeah. I remember <laughs> um, one year in Mexico, we rented a house, and the guy next to us was fishing right on the beach and caught several fish. He gave us a couple, so he had more than he could eat. And uh, then he caught a stingray and, like, dragged it up on land and showed it to all the kids. And they thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then he cut it loose. Um, Didn't eat the stingray. That's good. But uh, ocean fish have a lot of tiny, tiny, tiny bones that uh, I wasn't very skilled at getting out. So we all sat down to our nice fish dinner and I took, like, two or three bites and then I was like, started to cough. I'm like, excuse me for a moment. And I got up and I went out into the backyard because it was the nearest place to not be where I was. And this bone was stuck in my throat. I just started gagging and throwing up in the backyard. And uh, for, I started with a poop story. And now I'm on a, <laughs> a gagging on a fishbone story. Okay. So. Well, I like where we're going with this. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't, I don't, not, not much of a fish eater, so I don't have any yeah. choking on yeah. bone stories. I just, I can't eat the fish that re- have that oceany taste. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I like like a really mild fish, but anything that tastes like fishy just makes mm-hmm. me want to mm-hmm. to puke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I... salmon, disgusting. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it's. If you cook, if you if you make it like tuna in the house, I won't. Me. I won't. I can't go in the house. Oh wow! Well, yeah. <laughs> Until that yeah, smell we, is we've, gone. Yeah, we've gone to restaurants where my wife has like opened the door, like it smells like fish in here, and we go somewhere else. Yeah. 
Whereas uh, we went for my son's birthday last weekend, just Friday, just a couple days ago, and I got a bucket of crab and just sat there and tore the shell off and ate that. Oh, that crab was so good. I can't, I can't oh. do, I'm allergic, I'm allergic to shellfish. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the one thing actually I did, I wasn't allergic until I was 20, so I could uh-huh. eat it for a long time, and I actually enjoyed crab. That was the only really thing in the ocean yeah. that I enjoyed, and now I can't enjoy it anymore, and it's oh, terrible. Oh, well, yeah. I, uh, I wonder sometimes if I might be allergic to shrimp just barely, because sometimes when I eat it, I, I could feel it tickling my throat. But crab doesn't do something. that. Crawfish doesn't do that. Um, scallops. I can eat scallops by the pound. Really? Those no, are great. I, yeah. I, I will like anaphylactic. Oh, and actually, I actually uh, um, had a bad incident up in the festival up in Flagstaff. Oh, man. I thought, I, <laughs> one time in my life, I really thought I was going to die. Oh, my God. Like, we were at the uh, noodle bar, uh, okay. the noodle yeah, place yeah. down there. And I ordered something, and, I, and it ha- must have had some kind of crab in it or something that I maybe in the, in the, the broth, broth or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But I ate it, and I was with my friend, which was stupid of me because I, I started drinking water, and it wouldn't go down. My throat was closing oh. that much. Oh, man. So I jumped up out of the seat, ran out, and spit the water out, and luckily started to breathe a little bit. But the fact that I ran from people... While I was choking, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> was probably the worst idea. I couldn't see that. And then yeah. my friend didn't come out for like. She finally called me in like ten minutes, and I was like on the corner, just like, <laughs> like concentrating Dying. on breathing, like yeah, you know, like yeah. <laughs> trying to stay awake or stay alive. And it, yeah, that was that was pretty scary. That was the only time I really gone into any kind of anaphylactic where I felt like I was really uh-huh. in trouble. Yeah. Do, I, do you carry an EpiPen for such uh, I, instances? I don't. Oh, I man. Don't. Uh, but um, I am going uh, to uh, hopefully get one soon because we, we talked about that since that happened that we need to... That was like six months ago, so we're not yeah. evidently on that too big of a run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you don't have to go back up there until the fall, so... Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Because <laughs> of that danger down here, right? No. No. Never. Yeah. Never. <laughs> the desert you? is uh, devoid of, of shellfish. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> and I can't afford to go anywhere that has shellfish anyway, so that's fine, yeah. too. That's a, yeah, that's a good... Well, my son picked it, and then um, it was kind of humorous to me because... He wanted to go to the seafood place, and then he ordered popcorn shrimp, which is like the, the kind of seafood that you can get at like Long John Silver's. Long John Silver's, yeah. And then I, I, ordered, I ordered a bucket of crab, and then I was listening to the rest of the table order, and there were probably five or six others. And my, my daughter got macaroni and cheese, and everybody else got a bacon cheeseburger, I was like, oh, I feel bad. Now. Really? And you, and you got this big Torture, yeah, yeah. It's huge. <laughs> and it comes with like the arms and the claws sticking out of the bucket. And, and yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good though. I miss that. I miss, I miss Joe's Crab Shack. And yeah. yeah. That's, 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 that's where it was. Was it? Was Joe's? Yeah. Oh, I miss it. I loved it. I used to go there all the time. Yeah. Now I'll die. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's a good reason <laughs> yeah. not to go. Yeah. But I mean, I just I've I think it's very interesting because I've never heard of like late onset allergies that are that severe. So that's yeah. I'm I learned something here tonight. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it was twenty. I was twenty one, twenty two in that area when I really started to get it bad. I feel like I, I always had maybe what you had, where I I could feel the tickle in the throat or something mm. like that. But it got worse, and I'm allergic, I'm supposedly allergic to five things. I'm allergic to potatoes, oh, okay, tomatoes, carrots. Okay. Peanuts and shellfish. Okay. Oh, wow. And I eat French fries and ketchup on the regular. Ah. So, and that doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, I get like an upset stomach, funny. but I mean, come on, they're fries. I'm going to, yeah. I'll take it. It's going to happen. It, yeah. <laughs> it happens to everyone. I mean, you, yeah. you didn't get any sort of like tickle in your throat when um, you did your marriage files, did you? Or. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. I'm very allergic yeah, to yeah. marriage now. <laughs> I mean, that was offset too. It took th- well, not that I, it took three years. So yeah, <laughs> I, I got married on leap year, and I didn't make it to the next one. Oh, so technically, okay. I wasn't okay. even married a year. So we're yeah, married. I think that. I think that's- <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. I think that invalidates it if you don't make it to the next sleep year. No, for sure, right? Yes. <laughs> Although I do still have the tattoo on my finger, which is. Oh. Believe oh. it or not, this thing. This thing is a. This thing works for other things, you know. You know what I mean? Like it, oh, it catches yeah. everyone's eye. Oh, okay. yeah. And I, it's the starting point. Okay. <laughs> it is a conversation starter. I yeah, um, I dated a woman who had, uh, yeah, a, a wedding ring tattoo. It's like, okay, yeah. this this is what we have to deal with now. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had one. I uh, one, like when I, when I, like first year of being divorced, I kind of was dating a little bit at sure. the time and I did this one check and she after like four dates I got the email of places to go get tattoo removal. Oh. <laughs> I was like I don't think I think this is going to end now. Actually. Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a little pushy. Uh, it's a little controlling. I was like this um, this thing this thing is good cuz now it, it it lets me know who, who the crazy ones are. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. who the crazy ones aren't. Yeah, ah. it's a good litmus <laughs> test. <laughs> It'll be gone one day when, you know, Mrs. Wright comes along, but yeah, until, yeah. until then it's going to be a constant reminder. I mean, I think it's cool, too, because, yeah, I mean, it's like you have nothing to hide. It's like, hey, like. So does it say something or does it? It says two nine. It says two um, twenty nine in Roman numerals. Oh, okay. oh, actually in my in my ex-wife's handwriting. OK. Ah. So I got that going for me. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting it to be like some sort of ring. But I mean, I think that's even like that's more interesting, I think. Like, no, for sure. It's I, not as apparent that it's a wedding-related thing. No, for like, sure. No, not at all. Yeah. 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 But it's it is, and I had a ring too. I don't, which is even more bizarre. The fact that I actually wore a ring over top of the tattoo. It's like she wanted. She was like, "I'm making sure you know." <laughs> yeah. What's going down? You know. <laughs> so yeah. Well, I have my my wedding ring. Uh, my first one was real gold and it it kept getting like flattened on my hand because it was soft so one year in mexico on the beach the guy came up and sold me this sterling silver one and i think i've been wearing this one for 12 years really yeah my buddy's an electrician and he wears a rubber one oh it's a black it's actually really cool Uh but he wears that so it doesn't you know I mean, doesn't electrician electrocute so. him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it's more comfortable because he's working yeah. with his hands constantly. So I think it makes it's just, sense. I thought that was pretty neat too, though. Yeah. I used to have to take it off to type, but I've gotten over that. 
Yeah. I don't even notice it anymore. Mine was big and mine was actually square shaped. We went with like an artsy kind of design to it. Mm-hmm. So it was square and it had like a big groove in it and it was. Uh, yeah. I sold it. That was the. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's what you do. Yeah, you go, you go to Vegas for a bowling tournament and. Well, she asked. <laughs> yeah, right. She asked me six months after too. She goes, "Where's your ring?" And I go, "I sold it." Yeah. And she got livid uh-huh. and I go we, we're it, it's official we're, we're like the papers are through we yeah, took the classes uh-huh. we're divorced like why would I want to keep it and plus I, I, I left I, with like no money I needed <laughs> something like I, I got, you need like, to buy some hungry man uh, frozen dinner yeah <laughs> you were in control of the money so therefore I left with none <laughs> which means I needed to have something. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you know this also, but I have a tattoo on my finger. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's a lifer, unless I want to pay for that to be gone one day. So yeah, it was it was bizarre, bizarre. Yeah. But you know. And and speaking of being gone for one day, um, we have reached the end of okay. this lively discussion. Place your seat back trays into the. Upright, upright position. position. We're coming in for a landing. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> Probably the most thematic pun. I guess those aren't puns, but this is the most. To- this is the topic that we've kind of made the most of that kind of joke about. Oh, Metaf- yeah. Metaphorically turning the podcast into an airplane ride. Yes. That's good. I like it. <laughs> I'm glad I was allowed to be a part of it. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks for out. coming out. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, Rick, I'm going to pass the, the plug baton over oh, okay. to you. Um, well, let's see. Uh, March is uh, a, little, uh, a little light on my social calendar. Um, I will be... Um, Doing at uh, Space 55 on, I believe it's the 18th, the, uh, the game show, The Happy Housewife. I'll be, once again, playing the child, Bobby, um, and the opening presence and being a, an agent of chaos. So you can see me there. You can also follow me on Twitter at rlarson4, um, on Instagram also rlarson4. Um, Jack, what do you have coming up, or where can people find you online? Uh, well, I, I do have uh, a few shows coming up in March. I'm going to be at the the Rock Bar in Old Town, Scottsdale, oh, cool. on the 31st, the Thursday, seven o'clock show or seven thirty show. I'll be there, um, possibly at the Comedy Spot, doing some improv soon. This oh, actually, nice. uh, cool. This, um, which is going to be big because I really haven't done an improv show yet, so I'm really excited for that. Oh, nice. No, oh, and then. Um, I'll, Obviously, the festival, uh, 8th through the 10th, downtown Phoenix. I'll be at Space 55 uh, the first night at 6 o'clock. Oh, cool. Uh, doing stand-up cool. there. I think it's the Renaissance Hotel. Is that what's the, what's the hotel down there? Uh, yes. Yes. I'm, yeah. there, I'm there Saturday night at 9 o'clock. I'm hosting one of the stand-up shows there. Oh, fun. And then Sunday fun. night, same place, 6 o'clock at the hotel, uh, just doing stand-up there as well. Um, but oh, yeah, okay. you can find me on Facebook at, under the Real Jack Galvin. Uh, same thing on Instagram, the Real Jack Galvin, and Twitter, as well. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. And I do, and I do a lot of YouTube videos too. So if you go and look up Jack Galvin on YouTube, I have a YouTube page where I do a lot of uh, skits and different stuff on there. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, people would be wise to do that. Indeed. Um, Jeff, anything coming up for you? Yeah, um, I'm in a show at the Torch Theater every Saturday night this month at 8 p.m. called Real to Real Life. I think that's the name. Um, it's kind of a little bit more experimental type of show. I'm doing it uh, with some great people, so very excited about that. Also, please follow me on Twitter at jcardello at J-C-A-R-D-E-L-L-O. That's all I got. Oh, and um, on the speaking of the Bird City Comedy Festival, um, we're going to be recording a live episode um, at Space 55 on the Saturday of the festival, which I believe is the 9th. Um, we have a whole bunch of uh, crazy guests, and we haven't done a live show before, um, but I doubt we will put forth... Uh, much effort in revamping the format. So, <laughs> <laughs> so check that out. Yeah, it should definitely. be a hoot. It will be fun. And thanks again to Gangplank for putting up putting us up every week. Um, thanks to you for listening. Um, thanks to your parents for having you so that you could listen. Um, have a great evening, morning, a great Wednesday morning, and enjoy the rest of your internet. Oh, <laughs> my